In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Good morning to you. Please forgive me if I'm not quite in full voice this morning, trying to get over a cold. Maybe you're happy if I'm not in full voice. (laughs) The homily this morning about John the Baptist, a man of faith. The verse I would like to focus on mainly, but a few others. At that time, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The main point that I would like to make through the course of these brief thoughts is that the Lamb and the Lion dwelt in John the Baptist together. The Lamb and the Lion dwelt in John the Baptist together. When our Lord reached 30 years of age from his physical birth, he began teaching and saving souls. He himself signified this beginning of the beginning by his baptism in the Jordan River. St. Cyril of Jerusalem says this, The beginning of the world, water. The beginning of the gospel, the Jordan. I like that. In his homily for the Sunday before Theophany, St. Nikolai of Zicha speaks more about this beginning. Behold, I will send my messenger, angel, and he shall prepare the way before me. Malachi 3, 1. And it is with this prophecy that the holy evangelist Mark begins his gospel. And this is a lovely mystery that each of the evangelists makes use of a particular beginning. The evangelist John begins from eternity. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Matthew begins with Abraham, with the genealogy of of, of the Abraham. We read that on the Sunday before Christmas. What is it? The 14 generations and the 14 generations and the 14 generations. Matthew, St. Matthew begins there. Apostle Luke begins with the Savior's birth on earth. And it came in those days of Caesar Augustus. (laughs) So he begins with the birth of the Lord. St. Mark begins with the baptism in the Jordan. And so why do all the evangelists begin, why do they not all begin in the same way? St. Nikolai asked this question. Tell me then where is this one beginning of Jesus Christ? It is difficult to trace a lifeless thing back to its beginning. How much more is it difficult with a living man not to speak of the giver of life from whom all life has its beginning. 
In reality, in the reality that the evangelists show us, and in each one of us there are four beginnings, apprehensible either to our mind or to our perception. One is our beginning in God. Do we believe that we were created by God? That we have our beginning in God? Next, in our ancestors. I know who my grandparents were and my great-grandparents and, and so on and so forth. And thirdly, in our parents. That we were born, that we had a, our beginning in our parents. And fourth, at the time when we began to show our greatest activity in the world. And so we can see in the, where the four gospel writers begin, we can see these beginnings in, our, in ourselves. But, St. Nikolai says, Christ has a fifth beginning in relationship to each one of us. That is to say, the beginning of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and His gospel for us is when He comes to life in our hearts, in our minds, as our only Savior. When He stops being within us just an unlit, oil-filled, golden lamp, and being lit begins to warm and lighten our whole being. When He begins to be our daily bread, without which we cannot pass a single day, and when He becomes of greater worth than the whole universe, than all good things, than our kinfolks than our, and our friends, and dearer than earthly life itself. That is for us the true beginning of Jesus Christ, and only then will, be, will we be able to understand the four beginnings mentioned by the four evangelists. This is awesome. When John the Baptist witnessed and said about Christ, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And when John immersed and baptized the Lord in the Jordan, the mission of Christ in the world and the path of our salvation was shown. That is to say, the Lord took upon himself the sins of mankind and died under them. That's the immersion in the water. And he became live again. That's coming up out of the water. And we must die as the old sinful man and become alive again and cleansed and renewed and regenerated. This is the Savior. And this is the path of salvation. For when it was necessary for him to depart into the wilderness and go out to meet the Lord, it is said that the word of God came to John. As an innocent youth in this manner, John spoke simply about his communication with the powers of heaven. I did not know him, that is, Christ, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, on whomever you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one 
who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God. But let's look just a little bit closer. What did he say? The word of God came to John. Who is the word of God? Jesus Christ. Maybe he didn't appear to him physically, but he came to him. And he said, the one whom you see, the Holy Spirit descending, is the Son of God. But John, kind of like St. Paul, you know, I once knew a man in Christ who was caught up into the third heaven, or St. John, you know, uh, um, the disciple whom Jesus loved, and he who saw bore witness it. They're speaking of themselves in the third person, and it's like St. John here, in the same kind spirit of humility, is, is speaking about this encounter in kind of the third person. St. Nikolai, how tenderly and simply he speaks about heavenly things. How he is as awesome as a lion when he speaks about the injustices of men against Herod and, and Herodias and other injustices. The lamb and the lion dwelt in him together. Heaven is as close to him as a mother is to her child. And the will of God is, is as accessible and clear to him as the angels in heaven. In his hymn of praise for this day, St. Nikolai says this, Thirty years of silence and fasting of your body what remains except your voice. Your withered body is but a shadow of your voice which proclaims the news. Behold, God comes to us. Your withered body a reed that Herod broke. But the voice continues, continues, and no one to silence it. Whose voice is that from even whom the centuries tremble? A hungry lion. No, no, a man of faith. John the Baptist. Do you want to be a man of faith? I do. A woman of faith? I have a long way to go. I suspect that many of us have a long way to go. Blessed be John the Baptist. For he fulfilled the good news before the arrival of the good news. Going into the wilderness, he gave himself up completely to the will of God, both in body and soul. The will of God was carried out in his body on earth as well as in the heaven of his soul. I take that phrase, the heaven of his soul, to mean his mind, his heart, and his will. We're completely given up to the will of God. How can we be this way? 
except that each of us renew our baptism into Christ and ask the Lord to make it new again. Maybe I don't even remember my baptism. Maybe I was baptized as a baby. Maybe all I see is pictures or mom and dad or grandma and grandpa talking about it. It's real in your life. It's there. We come in these all holy days to renew that baptismal life that was given to us by the Lord Jesus Christ and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Renewing our minds, completely devoted in our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ and conforming our will to His will. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This was the first cry of St. John the Baptist when he saw the Lord. The blood of this sinless and meek lamb was destined for all times and all generations, from the first person to the last person on earth. Christ also felt the pains on the cross for our sins, even those up to this present day. He also wept in the Garden of Gethsemane for our wickedness, for the weakness, and our sinfulness. He also destined his blood for us. Brethren, let us not then despise this indescribable costly prize by which we have been redeemed by the Lamb. Because of these sacrifices of Christ, we have become of some worth as people. Without these sacrifices, or if we disavow these sacrifices, our worth by itself alone is equal to nothing. But with it, our worth is worth everything. Finally, may we too, like John the Baptist, be people in whom the Lamb and the Lion dwell together, speaking tenderly and simply about heavenly things and at the same time speaking out against the injustices of men. O Lord most wise, Direct our lives, we sinners, in the wilderness of this life, according to your will, as you directed the life of St. John the Baptist. For your name is holy, always, now, and ever, and unto ages of ages. Amen.